Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Gird Up Podcast. Welcome back. I'm very, very happy to have you listening. Um, like I've said before, make sure you leave in reviews and ratings so that we can keep this thing growing and getting better and better and better. Um, what I want to talk to you about today is, is a very dangerous thing that uh, has bothered me for a while, but I haven't talked about it on here yet. Is this feel-good Christianity. When we want people to feel good, or we want to be, be made to feel good based on what we're hearing in church, what we're reading in Scripture, the, the Christian content that we consume. And there's nothing wrong with feeling good, and there's nothing wrong with happiness and joy. In fact, we should be receiving a lot of happiness and joy um, from the fact that we have faith and the knowledge that we've been forgiven. But what's really dangerous when we start, start to lose sight of the reality of our sinful condition and the reality of our sinful state. When we lose touch with that uh, reality that I am a condemned sinner who's been redeemed by God, um, then I start to forget the things that are really, truly important. I'm going to read to you from 2 Timothy chapter 4, um, starting at verse 2, which says, Preach the word, be prepared in and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching hearts and ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside instead to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, and do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Now, Paul warns Timothy that people are going to want to turn away from the truth of Scripture, that people aren't going to want to hear the reality of our sinful situation anymore. They're not going to want to hear the things Timothy has to say. Instead, they're going to turn to people that are going to tell them what they want to hear. And if you look at our culture, it's pretty apparent what people want to hear. They want to hear that they're good enough. They want to hear that they deserve something better. In our entertainment age, in our society, people want to be entertained all the time. They want to be made to feel a certain way. That's why we've got Netflix. That's why we've got a phone in our pocket. I want to be made to feel like I belong. I want people to make me feel happy. I want to find that joy and peace that should only be coming from Christ from somewhere else in society. And a lot of times the temptation we fall into as Christians and as the church is to let people do that, to just sit by and, and let them go and say, at least they're hearing God's word, or at least, you know, we know that they have faith in their hearts. But that's not what Christ tells us to do. It's not what Paul tells Timothy to do. Paul tells Timothy he needs to be prepared, be prepared all the time, no matter what day of the week it is, no matter what time of the year it is, you need to be prepared to correct, rebuke, and encourage the people around you, the Christians around you who are being held to a higher standard because of their faith. Not necessarily a higher standard by men, although that is true, but they're being held to a higher standard by God. They're meeting rules and expectations that are set only for those who are children of God. And living the way the world lives or choosing not to accept the whole truth of Scripture is going to lead them far, far, far away from the reality that's going to get them to heaven. We know that people aren't going to want to hear us speak the truth of Scripture, especially when the law is concerned. 
People don't want to hear us tell them that what they're doing is wrong. They don't want to hear us tell them that sex outside of marriage is sinful. They won't want to hear us tell them that homosexuality is wrong. They don't want to hear us tell them that if you choose not to discipline your child, you're going to spoil them. They don't want to hear us tell them that the right thing to do is to pay your taxes and pay them on time. Or that the abuse of drugs and alcohol or even using drugs at all, especially if it's illegal, (coughs) weed, they don't want us to tell them that those things are wrong. What they want us to tell them is that "Eh, it's okay as long as you repent afterwards or God wants you to be happy. But that's not the truth. The truth that God tells us is you must be perfect as he is perfect. Paul says in Romans chapter 6, verse 15, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? And later he says, When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. But what benefit did you reap at the time from those things that you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. When we came to faith, we left behind the ways of the world. We left behind the things that were giving us any small measure of hope and peace and joy. And we instead latched onto something so much bigger and so much greater and so much more important in the forgiveness of sins and grace and peace and righteousness. And if we choose to no longer preach the law because we know that people have been saved or because they said they've been saved or because they have uh, faith in their hearts, if we stop preaching the law because of that and because we're afraid that we're going to lose people or they're going to stop showing up in our congregations on Sunday mornings, then we lose the whole purpose and the whole reason that we have the church in the first place. It's a hospital for sinners. Jesus said he came to save the lost. He's a doctor that was there to heal the sick. We are all lost. We are all sick. The only people that Jesus dealt with who didn't think they needed to be saved, who weren't lost and sick, were the Pharisees. And he called them a brood of vipers. He said they came straight from Satan himself. If I act like because I am now saved, sunshine shines out of my backside, I lose sight of everything that Christ told me to be. The things that were sin before I came to faith are still sin now. And the fact that I did them before I came to faith is not a license to do them now. The fact that they were in my life before I found Jesus does not make it okay for me to still be yoked and chained to them now. Your circumstances are not an excuse for your actions. But that's what people want to hear. That's what people want to be told. And so they're going to seek out people that are willing to tell them that, to tell them that they're okay, that they're good enough the way they are, that they can keep on living the way they did before, living like they're part of the dark world that surrounds us, and yet they still get a free gift. They're right about the free gift. It's a free gift, all right. But I choose to forfeit that gift. If I choose to chase after the things of this world, and chase after sin instead of chasing after my Heavenly Father. Paul tells us we should be slaves to our Heavenly Father, willing slaves, that we should be obedient to Him in everything we do, that He controls every facet of our lives. Because living that way brings us life, not because we earn it, 
but because it nurtures and fosters the faith that's growing in our hearts, that life-giving faith that will bring us heaven. We are to correct, rebuke, and encourage each other in Christ Jesus. That means when you see someone around you who is living in sin, it is your responsibility as a child of God and as their brother in Christ to go tell them what they're doing is wrong, to rebuke them and encourage them to continue to live faithfully. Not to tell them what they want to hear, which is that it's okay. You can still do it. It's fine. You guys still know Jesus, right? Don't lie to them. Tell them the truth. Show them, both by your words and your actions, how to live as a child of the light. And that's my biggest encouragement to you today. Go out and live a life that clearly shows that you are a child of the light. By your actions, make it clear to everyone you interact with that you know Jesus, that you're going to live in righteousness, and that you are about something far greater than the things of this world. You are about your Father's work. There is great power in that because you speak with God's authority. Not everybody's going to like it. Not everybody's going to agree with you. Who cares? You know why you're doing it, and you know the reward that's waiting for you in heaven. Go live faithfully and choose to live as a child of the light and choose to surround yourself by like-minded individuals, brothers in Christ who are going to admonish you, encourage you, rebuke you, correct you, and expect you to do the same for them. Build relationships with the people around you that you that allow them to speak into your life and allow you to speak into their lives and use scripture to rebuke you, to correct you, to train you, and encourage you. Besides scripture, the greatest resource you have in your quest for godly living is the people around you, the men in your life who are walking this road with you. They choose to walk in the way. And so I'm going to leave you with this. Don't be afraid to share your journey. Don't be afraid to speak out about your faith and about the things you believe. Don't be afraid to put it out there on social media. Let people see your struggles so that by your progress, they can see the way the Lord works in you. Yeah, that's something Paul said to Timothy as well. Let people see your progress, that they might be encouraged, and that they might also seek out that relationship with their Heavenly Father that has proven so valuable in your life. Go do it, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at the Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U-N-G-E-M-A-C-H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five-star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four- and five-star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.